just want to introduce Nigel. Nigel oversees the, the prophetic team at uh, New Life in Tunbridge Wells and really has a heart to see the prophetic accessible to everybody in the local church, but for it to break out into the streets and to be used in everyday life. But just before Nigel speaks, can I just ask you just to stand up and just stretch your legs? We just um, got a couple of short things we're going to share and then we're going to do another exercise. So. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this afternoon and this morning, and I hope it's, it's really stirred something exciting and passionate in you. Sorry, I'm, I'm talking with a sweet in my mouth. i just put a sweet in my mouth. He says, you're up next. So you have to forgive me. It's sitting in the corner of my mouth. But I hope it's, it's stirred something, because prophecy is, is really exciting. I got, um, I, got, I got really into prophecy about 10 years ago when I was praying and I was just fed up of situations not changing. And I said to God, God, I, I'm fed up with this. I want to see you make a difference in these situations that I'm praying for. And that's what really stirred me. And God said, well, you know, I, need to, I want to give you my word so that you can speak into these situations. So I got really stirred about prophecy uh, and excited about prophecy and about how when God speaks a word, nothing is ever the same again. And that's really what prophecy does. It comes and it brings change. Um, There's nothing more exciting, I think, than hearing God's voice and sharing his heart with others. It's It's just such an exciting experience to do that. Because words from God, they're powerful, they change, and they can impact people's lives. And I want to tell you a bit of a story, because with prophecy comes responsibility as well. So there's a story about a guy who'd just become a Christian, and he was talking to his friend, because he'd just become a Christian, and his friend said, we've got a, a, a prophetic guy coming to the church, why don't you come along and hear him talk? So he said, yeah, okay, that, that sounds good. So he went to hear the prophetic guy talking, and uh, the prophet was talking about how exciting prophecy was, how it can change your life, you need to get a hold of it and, and walk in it, and you'll never be the same again. And at the end of the evening, he invited people up to receive a word. So the guy went up to, to get a word, and he received the word from the prophet, and afterwards he was chatting to his friend, and the word that he got was something along the lines of, God's called you to be a fisherman, and he's going to give you a new and innovative way of communicating with the fish. So the guy turned to his friend and said, well, I don't know anything about fishing. I haven't got a clue. I, well, I just don't know what to do. So his friend said, well, there's a fishing club in town. Why don't you go and join them? Because they'll teach. Some of you are already going ahead in this story. So he said, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll go and do that. So he joined the fishing club, and uh, they were very good to him. They showed him the ropes, showed him what equipment he needed to to get and and how to fish. And after a couple of sessions, he said to them, well, how do you communicate with the fish? At which point they're like, well, well, we don't communicate with the fish. So the guy was like, well, my word says a new and innovative innovative ways of communicating fish. So he decides to... Well, I've just got to sort of do something new, I guess. So he starts talking to the fish and, and trying all these things. And, of course, that doesn't go down very well at a fishing club. The last thing they want is some idiot standing on the bank making a lot of noise, scaring the fish away. So he goes back to his friend and says, this just isn't working. Something's wrong here. I, I just don't understand. What is this word about? So his friend said, well, why don't we go and see the pastor of the church, see if he's got any ideas. So they go to see the pastor of the church and they share the story and they share the word. And of course, the pastor bursts out laughing. And they're like, well, why are you laughing? He said, because 
The word is about you being a fisher of men, not a fisherman, but a fisher of men. And God's going to give you a new and innovative way of communicating with the lost. So the moral of the story is it's important to weigh and judge and test prophecy just so we don't end up buying a load of equipment we really don't need or doing something really silly and embarrassing ourselves. Okay, now scripture says... In 1 Thessalonians 5.19, do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. So, before you step out in faith, leave your job, sell your house, and buy some fishing equipment, we need to test the words. Now, I've got a little book, I said it's a little book, it's quite a big book on my bookshelf I bought a few years ago. Uh, It's 21 ways to test your prophecy. Okay, it's about 120 something pages. And I remember after reading it, somebody said to me, I've got a word for you. It's like, no, no, I, I just don't have the time to test this. I've got 21 things I've got that's just not going to happen. So, what I'm going to do this afternoon is I'm going to condense it into three main ways that we need to test our prophecy. So, if there's something that I share and you're thinking, oh, but you didn't mention that or you didn't mention that, well, It's because I'm condensing it into three main ways. If we follow these three main ways, we should be pretty safe. So the first one is, does the prophecy agree with the Bible? Okay, everything that God says will agree with his word. After all, God doesn't contradict himself. So if you hear God saying something like, it's okay to cheat on your tax return. Now, I've heard that a few times, said, no, get behind me, Satan. That's not God, because it doesn't say that in the word. Or if you hear that you feel God saying to you, it's okay to say, to, to gossip about your past or things like that. No. Scripture is very clear, and God will not say anything that contradicts his word. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, well, that's fairly obvious, but you would be amazed at the number of people who will share things, well, God told me to. God told me it was okay to leave my wife. God told me it was okay to do this or do that. And you're thinking, no, that runs completely contrary to Scripture. So that's our starting point. Does it agree with the Bible? Number two, does it bring encouragement, strength, and comfort? Now, don't get me wrong. God will challenge us. He will invite us to reflect on some difficult issues. He'll even remind us of things from the past that maybe we need to do something about. But he always does it in a way that brings life and hope, never judgment and condemnation. Okay, it'll always bring life and hope with the possibility of change. So God will never say to you things like, you're going to pay for your sins one day, or you are worthless or you'll never amount to anything. Those are the kind of words that actually spring from the world. We live in a a world that is very negative and is very quick to jump on negative things. But God's words will say, if you work with me, we can change this. There's the opportunity for something new out of this situation. So God will always bring words of hope and life. Thirdly, is the word confirmed by the Holy Spirit and by others? Now, each one of us has got the Holy Spirit inside us, and that's a pretty good indication 
and sense of what's God and what's not. Sometimes as somebody's sharing something, you might just sense something in your spirit that just feels something doesn't feel right. It might not be the whole word. It may just be one little part. But that's usually a good indicator that, you know what, I need to pray about this because something doesn't feel quite right. I also need to share it. So is it confirmed by the Holy Spirit? Is it confirmed by other mature Christians? It's really important to seek advice from mature Christians who know as well because they will help us in three ways. One, they'll help us to get a better understanding of what God is saying. Secondly, they can provide practical wisdom to what God has said. And thirdly, they'll help us to avoid hearing what we want to hear or getting the timing wrong. Okay, so it's really important sharing with people who know as well. The last one particularly, it's very easy when somebody prophesies over you to hear what you want to hear or interpret it the way you want to interpret it as opposed to what has actually been shared. And that's where friends come in that can help us see objectively what God is saying and what he's wanting to do in our lives. So if prophecy passes those tests, we can be pretty sure this is God and we can move on that. If it doesn't, I just want to give you a get-out clause. If, if for whatever reason it doesn't pass one of those tests, then we need to let it go. In some cases, you might need to get somebody to pray for you. Because prophecies can be pretty powerful. Let me give you an example. A friend of mine had a word from a well-known prophet, and it went like this. Satan wanted to hit you with cancer, but God has prevented that from happening. That was the word. Now that, if you've got a word like that, what happens when suddenly you're not feeling so good? Or there's a little twitch, and what it did was it created fear in this person. So sometimes prophecies which aren't from God, can actually create that sense of fear, anxiety. And sometimes we need somebody actually to pray for us. You know what? I just need you to pray. I need some peace here. I need to get rid of this. Don't worry about missing God, because if it really was God, he will speak again. Okay? Sometimes we can have a fear that if I don't do this, somehow I've missed God. No, if, we, if we're sincere in what we're doing, God will find another way to speak to us. So let me just finish with a quick exercise. You're going to need to find yourself a partner. So find a partner, one person. Everybody moves. So find, find yourself a partner. One of you is going to describe a picture that I'm going to put up on the screen in a moment. And the other person is going to be the artist. So one of you, the artist, you're going to need a pen and a piece of paper. Okay, don't worry, you don't have to be an amazing artist. It's not going to be an amazing picture. Well, it might be an amazing picture. Okay, have we, have we got ourselves? One person's going to be a describer. The other's going to be the artist. This is what's going to happen. In just a moment, there's going to be a picture on the screen that'll be there for about 20 seconds. So if you are the describer, you need to look at it very, no, no cheating taking pictures with your, with your phone or your, that's, that's cheating. Okay, you're gonna have about 20 seconds to have a look at that picture, taking as much as you can. Okay, and then, you, then, then the picture will disappear. 
And you'll have to describe that picture to your partner, who is the artist. Now, there's one other thing. As a describer, you are not allowed to look at what your partner is drawing. Okay? So you can't have a look and say, no, it's not like that. It's like this. The object of this exercise is to get a feel for what it's like when we're sharing something from God, what we've seen, and what actually gets received at the other end. Okay, that's kind of what we're trying to do, that sort of process. Yep, so what I'm going to do in a moment, I'm going to put the picture up there. So I want, if you are the artist, if you'd like to look away right now, or close your eyes or look down, and uh, come on, all eyes closed, artists, come on, come on. I'm prophetic, I know if you've got your eyes open, you're peeking, I can tell. Okay, we're going to put the picture up now. So if you're a describer, take a good look at that picture. You've got about 20 seconds to look at that picture, and then we'll take it away. So have a good look. Good look at the picture. Okay, we'll take the picture away. That's it. Picture's gone. Artist, you can open your eyes. Now, describer, you've got about 20 seconds to describe, or 30 seconds to describe the picture, but you must not peek at what they are drawing. About 10 more seconds. Remember, no peeking, no looking. I'm watching. I know. Okay, let's stop for a moment. Still, before artists, before we show you the actual picture that you've been drawing, because I'm sure you'd like to see it, and before you show your partner... I want to ask you a few questions. I want you to imagine that somebody's just shared a picture with you from God. Okay, this is the word from God that you've got somebody shared. This is the picture I've got for you. And I want you to look at what you've got, and I want to ask you four quick questions. Having, somebody having shared that picture with you, what do you think is the focus or the goal that God is trying to communicate? So just look at your picture you've drawn. It's not going to come up there yet. Just looking at the picture you've drawn, what do you think is the focus of the goal? Second question, how far away do you think that focus and goal is? How far away? Does it feel close from that picture or far away? How do you feel how close it is? Thirdly, what path are you going to take to get there? If you were going to draw a path in on your picture of you getting to the goal, what would it look like? Where would the path go? And the last question, how long do you think it will take you to get to the goal? Are we talking weeks, months, longer? How, how do you feel? How long do you think or feel it would take? Okay, so just answer those questions or draw them on or whatever. And then I'm going to show you the picture and see if it changes your mind about those questions. Okay, can we have the picture up, please? Describe as you can have a look now and see what they've drawn. Have they drawn anything like that? Okay, put your hands up if you've got a perfect copy of that. You drawn a perfect copy. Oh, it's a couple of you. That's either, that's either very good describers or we need to have a prayer session afterwards for you. 
Very good, very good. Okay, let me just finish by drawing a couple of things out of this exercise. And the first is this. Detail. How much detail have you got in that, in that picture? Probably not as much as is up there. When we receive a word from God, there is always more. Okay, there's always more detail. We can pray and God will give us more. So whatever you receive from somebody, there's always more. So we need to be praying and asking God, what else do you want to show me? Secondly, distance. Okay, don't get timing wrong. Most prophetic mistakes happen through timing. Okay, big events, big things feel closer than what they actually are. Those mountains in the picture actually look quite close, but the reality is they're actually a long way away. When you get a word and God says, you know, you're going to be an evangelist, we're thinking, Billy Graham, I'm going to be out in the streets next, next week, next month. God could be thinking 10 years away. Okay, so that's distance is important, getting the timing right. And thirdly, and last one, direction. What path did you draw? Can you see where the path is on that? Can you see the road going right out to the left? And then there's a little path that goes way up the left. over. And goodness knows where it goes over that mountain. Okay? Sometimes we can think fastest, quickest route when God's thinking a ah, slightly different route. And again, prophecy can often go wrong because we think it's going to happen in a certain way. And it goes in a completely different direction. So let me leave you with this final thought, those, those three things to bear in mind. Does it agree with the Bible? Does it bring encouragement, strength, and comfort? And finally, is it confirmed by the Holy Spirit and other mature Christians? They're the ones who are going to help us with the detail, the distance, and the direction. And that comes for, for anything, whether it's some, a word somebody gives you or whether it's your journaling. If you're sitting there and journaling and writing things down. You still need to look at those tests and, uh, and process that with God. If it passes those tests, get excited. Get a hold of it. Get running with it because it's a word from God. And when God speaks, things change.